0: So who are you? Now, by now, we should have a good answer to that. As of just a couple of weeks ago, we should have a good answer to that. So I'm going to help you out here. uh, Two weeks ago, I introduced something to you so that you should be able to answer that now. Who are you? Think about it. A couple weeks ago, who are you from a couple weeks ago that we should have an answer to this? And just to help you out, it does have something to do with the kingdom. Oh, there we go. Take it away, Eric. Come on. Transfer from the kingdom of darkness. Domain of darkness. To what? To the kingdom of the beloved son. Okay. Do try it again. Who are you? You're an individual who is what? Transfer from the domain of of darkness. To the kingdom of of God's beloved son. Now you can actually answer the question we've been asking for quite a while. Who are you? That's who you are. You're now a child of the king. You're now in the kingdom. Now you get to all the privileges that come with that. It's just amazing what what transpires because of that. Now, for all of you who have papers from last week, I want you to turn them over. Based on last week, the number one thing, number one point we started with, Okay. Tell me what that was about. Transforming your mind. I don't know. Me, 12. Okay. Say it louder. Transforming your mind. Transforming the who? Your heart. Me. <laughs> you. Transform you by what? By the renewing of your mind. By the renewing your mind, okay. That's the first part of it. We had a second part, which was a second verse, the that verse was what found where? Uh, James one twenty. No, no, no. First verse? Romans 12. Well, Romans 12. Second verse? James 1.22 And what is that telling us about what we just read? Be a doer. Doer. To be a doer. So now explain to me what the first thing was all about. Kind of more, expand it out. Now let me hear from you. Expand out what that meant. I spent several minutes on this thing. You know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes on this thing. So tell me what, what did that mean? What is that all about? The Connected to Sorry, the word, getting the word just so deeply rooted that you just starts being part of your everyday response, your response mm. to every situation, every thought. Yes, it's there. We're trying to get it over here, aren't we? We're trying to get in this call mode now with your heart, so now it has an impact on you, and if you can respond out of life through that. Okay, so that's what we're trying to do. He wants us to transform. God wants us to transform who we are. So. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we're going to try to do. But he has a specific way of doing that. By doing, a by doing. doing what that word says. Exactly right. Now, in, in, in now you can take your paper for a minute, flip it over, and look at number one. And see if I can get someone to read it. So now, the first one that we're talking about here is talking about memorizing and meditating on, it, on the Word of God, you're going to implant to in five you. years, who knows how much you're going to implant in it. There's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of information that's going to go in your brain. So, choose what's going to go in it. That's the whole idea. Choose what's going to go in it. Take a concerted, make a concerted effort to now implant God's Word in your brain. Because if you don't, it's not going to happen. And he wants us to renew our mind. That word renew, do you remember what it means? Does anybody remember what that means? It's a complete basically a makeover. Your brain change the way you're thinking. It's a complete redoal of it. Okay? You're gonna completely change that thinking. Now, the problem is cause what we're working on here in this part of it, you've been transferred, we've been transferred into the kingdom of God's beloved son. We came out of what? Blind the domain of darkness which is the blind ignorance you know, you've got this free will but you're blindly ignorant that world and so but we're going to a different world now we've been transferred over to the kingdom of God's beloved son and in that world it operates differently than our domain of darkness operates totally different than the domain of darkness so guess what we got to start all over again it is a natural it's my natural instincts my natural instincts are to do everything that God doesn't want to do and now I've been transferred into a world, he's king he has rules, he has guidelines he set it up of how he wants to run this world and now we're in that world so we got a lot of learning to do it isn't just, oh okay cool, I'm I'm safe uh, no <laughs> he's got a whole plan for you a whole plan of what he wants to do that he's working with this world and that's what you've. Why he wants you to be transformed because he wants you to be a part of that, to be a part of his what he's doing. So it takes some effort and some work, and, and to do something which we're going to work on that as we go along. But now your papers are turned over. Number two, who can tell me what number two is. purpose of your life. The purpose of your life and what is the purpose of your life? And we took this out of the parable in Luke 19. What is it? What do we learn from that? about a purpose of your life what it's supposed to be okay now let's go back into that a little bit more okay what is it the king came to get something kingdom. a kingdom the nobleman came to get a kingdom okay and then when he leaves what did he leave in the hands because you're, you're you're really close all over it these minus which is your money okay and sure we can apply our talents and gifts to it but You know, specific money, but what does he want us to do with that? That's exactly right. Use it to grow his kingdom. That's what so comes out of it so strongly. Now, in that kingdom, what does he talk about? Because there were those who did not want something to do with that kingdom. What is it they didn't want to take place? That's exactly right. So they do not want him to reign over So coming into that kingdom is all about then surrendering to the king and then you're going to do what with your life you've just been transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son so what are you going to do with your life it's going to be surrendered and you're going to do what with it your money, your gifts what are you going to do with your life what is it that's right You're, you're going to help others come in that same harmony surrendering to the king that's your life and that's what he said now there were three people in that in that group that he talked about you remember three people different people in that in that that he's talking about and then the other was a, a group of people but three individuals that he gave minus to money you remember one of them those that did something with what they were given that's right those who did nothing third one did nothing and those who didn't want anything to do didn't want anything to do with the rain okay the two that did something, and both of them didn't do as, you know, one did more than the other. Both of those, what did, what did he say about them? They were rewarded. Oh, they were rewarded beautifully. Just praised and rewarded beautifully. The third one did nothing, buried him. And what happened to them? He had everything he had did, which was taken away. Was he kicked out of the kingdom? No. He was chastised, though, for not doing anything with his life. He didn't do anything to help grow his kingdom. Sat around and did nothing. Obviously, you can learn something from that. That's not what he saved us to do. Is nothing. He saved us to be workers in it. And even though one worked a lot more than another, they were still praised greatly for it. But but doing nothing about growing his kingdom was something that that wasn't good. That was something he definitely chastised them about. And then the then the other group of people who didn't want him reigning over them, what was their outcome? What, what happened? They were what? Slaughtered, slaughtered. He said, bring him in front of him and slaughter him right, right in his presence. So, boy, we get a, a very vivid picture of what life is really all about on this planet with Christ as the king and what he's planning on doing. You get to see that. Okay, so now, let's see how good you are. We had a verse on that one. What was the passage in that? Luke nineteen. Luke nineteen. Very <laughs> good. So so fire. Let's put them in here. The first one we had. Olivia, We had Romans 12, Romans twelve two. What else do we have with that one? James 1 first Peter one and twenty two. New twenty five. So very good. That was the first one. That was James, right? Uh, what what I say? First Peter. Yeah. Here. Yeah. We got one more. What was the third one? Matthew 6.33, good, good. And what is that one all about? Okay, there's our verse. Tell me, what does that have to do with us living in the kingdom world? Matthew 6.33. What is that? What is that all about? Don't, Don't seek your life first and then put the kingdom second. Seek the kingdom, and your life will flow from that. There you go. There you go. That's exactly right. And that's seeking. Do you remember what that was all involved in? What did that mean? Going after something at all costs until you attain it. It's very intense. It's thinking about it, pondering it, to the degree you're going to get into this so much. This is not a lightweight um, trying to seek it. It's not a lightweight little thing. This is intense. To the point where even can become a craving. Okay? If that's strong that you have to have it. You want to have that. And so what you're doing, you're craving, you're 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 trying to think this process through and ponder it to understand what his righteousness and his kingdom. That is to be first and foremost, on the tip of our desires, of our passions, of what he wants from us. And so, so now we got three things that he wants us to live in. Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about church for a moment. A really nasty habit we have. It's, it's just really a nasty habit we have with church. Nathaniel's going to really appreciate this. Okay, he's really going to like it. Here's the habit. Okay, now there's a whole series of things that we go through in church, and they're pretty well the same every week. We go through these, this kind of. It's almost ritual. Ritualistic, You know, we don't want to mess that up. But we have this ritual we go through. We come in here. So we go through these things. We have some songs. We have some announcements. We'll pray. Do a Bible reading. So Nathaniel gets up there and gives us great message. Boom. He gets done. We pray. We'll have our song. And then we'll close out. Guess what happens after that? People go home. Then what happens is, from that point on... Every minute that we go, we start forgetting everything you talked about. Next day, we've forgotten so much more. Third day, more. Fourth day, six days later, we're lucky if we can pull even even pull up 5 to 10% of what was said, of what that was about. Now, now, do you know why that is? Here's what's going on. We have built a nasty habit of letting everything that was there stay there. And we don't go home and do anything with it. And it's a habit. You don't intentionally sit around and go, well, Nathaniel said this and then he said that. and I, Ah, heck with it. I'm, I'm, nah, I'm forgetting it. You don't do that. You see, habits take over for you. It's things that you do naturally while I'm thinking about it. See, these habits override your default mode network and any decisions you want to make. Habits just intervene, and they take over. And your habit is, we do this every week. 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 We this every week. And it is so many times you've done it, and by habit, you don't do anything with it. And your brain says, no big deal. And we've learned already, when, you're, when inside your brain it's saying, that's not a big deal, then what happens to all that information? It throws it away. It throws it away. Exactly right. By habit, it throws all this away. And then next week, Nathaniel's doing another one. Start all over again. You see, the fault isn't with the teacher. The, the fault is this is a nasty habit. There are good habits. There are bad habits that we build in our lifetime, just going over routines day in, day out. We go over them all the time, and we build those habits. And consequently, this habit is one that's really difficult to break. It doesn't matter how good the speaker was. I've listened to, I've had the pleasure of hearing some people talk that were totally, totally ungifted in <laughs> charity. It just was a really, really bad presentation of, of God's word. And, and, that, and that's really kind of a shame because it's God's word. Okay, so, you know what? The same thing will happen. A week later, five to ten percent of what that person said, even though it was a really bad message, you can still you can you may be able to remember it. You're not going to remember any less or any more because <laughs> exactly as you said, John, we just don't remember this stuff. And the only way you're going to is you have to now take that message and you have to take some of these things that were said that that are important versus that supported it you have to take all this stuff and you have to start making it important in your life okay how many people work you have jobs okay quite a few people majority you got a job your boss calls you in one day and he says hey you're, we got you know if you don't have a pension plan he says i got a pension plan for you and this pension plan man you know you're going to make all this kind of money look what's going to happen to you whoa, guess what you're going to do? Think about it the next day. Think about it the next day. If, if you're married, you go home tell your wife. You're going to be all overjoyed with this. And guess what? A week later, you're going to remember the majority of what he said because that's something you really liked, and you're going to go over it all the time. Until then, I was like, oh, man, I, that's good. I got a pension. He's going to do this. it has got that. Boom. And away you go. Now, you walk into that meeting, and the guy says, um, okay, everybody, you know, you're, you're doing a halfway decent job, we okay. Um, kick up your input by 30 percent, and um, okay, that's good now. See you later. And you go, huh, What didn't really explain what that mean, what that looked like, or anything like that. And you just leave, and a week later, what are you gonna remember? What did he really mean? What did he say? <laughs> you don't know anything about it. You see, your brain will take that. When you take something and you're listening and you're involved in it, and you're engaged with it, and you then take it and you start thinking about it. And now you start meditating on it. We're going to talk about meditating. When you start meditating on it, that's how you take it from this world, or this part of your brain, this frontal part of your prefrontal cortex, and get it from here over here at your default mode network where now it is stabilized, it's in there, and that becomes part of who you are. And it doesn't just happen unless something is going to drive that and put it in there. You've liked it, you've had joy over it, um, something has stimulated your thinking, like like I'm coming in saying, "Hey, you're getting a, you know, you're you're getting this this new retirement plan, and it's gonna make you, it's gonna be worth this much money, and everything else." And you walk out of there going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" So now that stimulates your brain into liking that, and you won't forget it. You'll know that. So it all comes down to how you view it. And by habit, again, we have a bad habit of we hear a message. And we leave it. So guess what we have to do? We've got to change and build a new habit. We've got to change a bad habit and turn it into a good habit. How do you change a habit? That's the thing. Now, I think you guys can probably tell me that. How do you change a habit? make a new I'm habit. Good. Okay, you're going to make a new one. Okay, that's a good start. You're going to make a new one. But how do you make a new one? How do you get rid of an old one? How do you make a new one? How do you do this? Mm-hmm. Your attitude is your gonna, attitude towards it if, if you just have a negative outlook on it. Okay. Right off the bat. A a, a positive attitude. Yeah. I think you need to try that as something you desire. The something that you would desire. You desire. Yeah. If you don't like in fact like we can try hard to have more discipline and there's there's value in effort but I think you need to tell him what's in your heart about it and ask him for wisdom, strength, and and more discipline. And more discipline. Like we can't do it on our own. Yeah, you're you're very good. Hold on to that thought because we're going to explore that a little bit in just a second, okay? Because we're going to do that in meditation and how that works. Okay, so yes, you're going to start with a a right attitude. Um, In learning all about meditation... One of the things that they've learned that really makes a difference is the attitude that you believe what you're thinking about. Whatever it is, actually works. Okay. So, for example, what Cam, you're talking about, like the discipline, and you were, you were saying discipline. That discipline. Let's say you want to lose some weight. So you're going to have to discipline yourself to get up and go work out several days in a week and X amount of time and things like this. Now. If you do not believe that will help you, guess what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it won't be long and you'll be here staying in bed and nothing's going to happen. You have to first believe that that's going to work. Otherwise, why would you even go any further? You've got to believe it's going to work. Now, we want to get over, we're going to start with the memorization, but we're going to get over the meditation, which has so much to do with what Tammy's talking about. Well, let's just start. We want to learn the word of God. So let's start with memorization. How do you memorize? How do you how do you memorize something? Okay. Repetition. Exactly right. You say it over and over again. Now, we have a what I call a Sunday school version of that. Okay, and then we have what's going to renew your mind. <laughs> Version of it, and there's a difference in those two. Now, with the little ones, you're not going to get them to go this far. They're not going to do that. Okay, so I'm talking to adults here. Memorization to get inside of your being. When David said, "My word I've hidden in my heart, treasured in my heart, that I might not sin against it." Now, that to get it to that point, to get that word in there, it's not a simple reading. It's, it's going to take it to a point where you're going over it, over, it over it and 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 over it again. Now, let's let's take the Romans 12 verse, the first one we started with. What's the first line in that? Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Okay, stay French. right there. Leave it right there. Do not be conformed to this world, the pattern of this world. Okay, now you can say that. Can anybody repeat that? What is that? Do not be what? Be do it again one more time well look at it, everybody's already saying it without looking at it, right? you're already saying that is that enough to get it in your brain? no No, it isn't, it's not enough yet okay, now I've done a lot of memorization and what I found is daily routines, I used to take that verse and when I finally could say that verse, the whole verse I'd work on it all day long to take that one verse where I could say it, then I would say it 25 times And the next day, 25 more times. The next day, 25 more times. I would do that for two months, every single day, 25 times, 25 times. But what I would finish was, after doing it for about three weeks, then I'd cut it down and do it 24 times, 23 times, 22 times, 21, until I ran it out. And when I got to that point, guess what? I knew that verse. I knew that verse. No one's taken it away from me. I've got that verse plugged into my brain and forever, forever, it's going to stay in there. A little bit, of, little bit of go over it once or two times and it still pops right back up in your brain. It stays in there if you do that. That's only memorization though. Is that what God wants? No, memorization is not what he said to do. We're doing that so that we can do what he really told us to do. What did he really tell us to do? Meditate. Meditate. Big difference between meditation and memorization. Big, 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 big difference. Now, what do you think meditation is? It's not memorization. Sitting on something, seeking to understand it. Tammy was giving us a pretty good starting point of looking at what that is. What did Tammy say? Talking to God, talking God. To God about so it. See, meditation is, you're going to take this verse. Let's go with, what's all the rest of this verse? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed to what? By uh, the renewing of your mind, so that you may what? You may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable and perfect. Okay? So you're going to take this whole verse, and what you want to try to do, and very good, Hannah. Excellent. You're going to take this, all this whole verse, and dissect it. You ever dissect this something in school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 With well, a scalpel? Good, huh? <gasps> yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what you're going to do with a verse. Tear that verse apart. Get inside of it. But guess what? You're, who you're going to do that with? <laughs> Sammy? Who are you going to do that with? God. God together with God the Holy Spirit will teach us. We're in this partnership with him. And so when we go to learn his word we get this amazing privilege of learning it with God. So let's clear everybody out of here for a moment. Don't get up late. Just being facetious. <laughs> everybody out of here and one person gets to stay and Jesus is going to come over and sit down next to you. And you get to sit down with them and they take, take Romans 1, 2. And he says, let's go over that together. How much do you think you can learn if Jesus is sitting right there next to you until you got everything you could out of that verse? Wow. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? But that's what God is offering us. It's his word. He wants it hidden inside of us and he's going to help teach us. And that's what meditation is about, to go over that verse. You're going to talk to God. You're going to commune with God. You're going to talk to him about it. Lord, do not be conformed to this world. What in the world is that all about? I mean, I, I got some ideas. What, what is that actually going to be about? You know, you can ask God that. He'll answer that. He'll work with you on that. He'll work with you on that. He'll show you. He'll teach you. Now, a lot of times, you and I, we want an answer in 10 seconds, because I'm in a hurry. Uh, Lord, what's that mean? Go. ten, 9, 8. No, 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 no. I've had things that I've been meditating on with God that's taken six months to learn. And you know why? Because he's had to show me other things that would explain it. And so I can understand it. Because see, what God wants more than anything, what does he want with us? Ah, that intimate partnership. That's what he wants with us. And and we cannot be in just a split-second hurry to go give God a couple minutes of my time, a couple seconds of my time, a couple minutes, whatever it is, and get out of here. God wants you, the person, the whole person, and he wants an entire person he's going to have an intimate partnership with. And so, what do you do tomorrow And you didn't quite get it all answered today? You're going over that verse. You go over it again. You, you go through it, say it 25 times, whatever. And you sit down and spend that day talking to God about that verse. What about this? What about that? How does that work? How does this work? What about this, that, that? And God will start unraveling that and show you. It is the most astonishing thing in the world. If you've ever had God do that to you, it is stunning. Because you know where it's coming from. Because guess where that isn't coming from? Yourself, your flesh. That's exactly right. It ain't coming from there. Why not? You're blindly ignorant, yep. But your flesh wants nothing to do with the rule of God. Not with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.17. What's that say? Anybody know? 5.17. Galatians 5.17. Is that for your flesh wars against the spirit, the spirit and the spirit against, the, against flesh? the flesh? There's this war going on inside here. My, my flesh doesn't want anything to do with God. Well, what the spirit wants to teach me, show me, tell me. It doesn't want it. it. doesn't want it. I'm going to give you a different word for flesh. Two words for the price of one. Okay, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. Your natural instincts—that's the flesh. Your natural instincts need to be converted because <laughs> my natural instincts don't want to, to bow down to God. They doesn't want to do that. But see, what's He give us that can change everything about us to live in His kingdom world? The Holy Spirit. Who's the Holy Spirit? God himself. God himself. What did Jesus say? I'm going to give you another one of me. Another one of me. Is God I'm going to give you. To come live inside you, abide with you, be in you, help you. Another one of me. That's so important. That's such an important thing that he even said, it's better I leave... Because, see, if I don't leave, you're not going to get that. But if I leave, you get me and the Holy Spirit. That's better than having Jesus sitting next to you. That's quite stunning. That's quite stunning. Sit and chew on verse for a while. (laughs) But Debbie, that's amazing. So there we are. we got three things we went over. And we don't really remember them because we won't take those things. We won't memorize those things. We won't meditate on those things. So next time Nathaniel speaks, okay, you speaking next week? I am. All right, okay, here we go. Okay, now, next week when Nathaniel speaks, you're going to take, when somebody speaks, you take what they did. and, And you know what's a beautiful thing is go to bed, thinking about it, chewing on what they said, go over it. Put it in your brain at night. Chew that over. What do you do to the next day? Do it again. Do it again. Learn it. Break the habit. Build a good one to replace the bad one. The bad one's just there because nobody set out and said, I'm not going to learn anything from this. I'm not, I'm just going to intentionally not learn anything. It's just a natural habit that, that's just we will do. We do it everywhere. We got to break that habit and build a new one. Build a new good habit to learn the word of God, implant it into your soul and don't let it go. Because why does he want us to do that? That's right. So change the way we think it can change us. In our hearts, exactly right. That's what he wants. Because we're living in the kingdom world. Well, let's finish up here with, I'm going to add one more here. You got your papers? We're going to look at one more. Number four. you You're to volunteer to read that one? I'll read it. Got it, Anna. Take it. Change the way you think about your work or career. You are not working for your retirement or social status. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said what? You're not working Is for that your written on your page? Retirement. You're not working for your retirement or your social status? Is that on your paper? Yes. Wow, that kind of changes things, doesn't it? Woo, <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. keep going. Whatever for a living, you are doing. i um, sorry. Whatever you do for a living, you are to do for the Lord with all your might. You have a much higher and more important calling for what you do, just making a living. As Jesus taught in Luke 19, He gave us work, and we are to use our money to grow His kingdom. This is the world. This is the world of the kingdom of God's beloved Son that you have been transferred into. This is Sylvia. Okay. What verse up there? We move over here. What verse is up there? If anybody can tell me, pull the verse out of there. Weird. You know which one? <laughs> Colossians, yeah. Colossians 3. Oh yeah, Colossians 3:23. Good Go job. Go Carol. All right. Someone want to read that to me? In <laughs> What's it say? He'll say it. Uh, you do it, okay? whatever you do, let it all be for the glory of God. Okay, pretty good that's a that's a real good version of whatever you do to <laughs> do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you're doing. Okay, you're gonna do it for the glory of God. Whatever you're doing, that includes work. You're gonna do it. I got another verse up there now that goes also with it. See another one up there? What is it? John 627. John 627, you wanna read that? Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. That's pretty clear. Read it again. <laughs> Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. Wow. That's pretty clear. You see, when that verse, those two verses, are implanted into your brain, down here in your heart, then guess what? You have a totally different way of viewing things. that goes right along with your purpose now. And that's driving you of how you look at work, of what you know you're doing. John 17, 3, you know what eternal life is. And then you know what that eternal life is. Yes, yeah. See if you have these. Yeah. But the next sentence in that verse is, which the Son of Man will give you. Which will give that to you. Exactly right. So. You see how important this is, because if we want that, that attitude, if we want that desire, we want that passion, if that's how we want to think, because see, what does James 2, 21, 22 through 25 say? What does that say that we should be doing with the word of God? Doing it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do the word of God, you see, and so now when he says this about how you're going to work. You not know, work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life. Do everything you do for the glory of God. Yeah, you, have, you your, your option is pretty simple. You got one. Go do that. Go do that. Yeah. We had a friend that told us that in a way last week ago, two weeks ago. It was, it was funny how she had said it. And she said, and I figured out what I wanted to do. And I was. After I graduated, she said, I "Determined, I wanted to be a missionary." And she said, "So I joined the mission field. I joined the San Diego Police Department." <laughs> she said, "I didn't go to another country, but where I work often looks like another country, and these people still meet God too." And she says, "I didn't, I didn't ever look at it as joining the police department. I looked at it as I'm a missionary, and that's what I wanted to do. I just had to figure out where I wanted to be a missionary at." There you go. You see, you see that mindset? You're not working for your retirement. You're not working for your social status. Not once you join the kingdom. When he transfers you over to his kingdom, that's when you were over and you're out in the domain of darkness. You can work for your retirement, you know, and do all that kind of stuff. But when you get transferred over to the kingdom of his beloved son, you're working for him, for what he wants, what his plans are, what he's doing. And that becomes your life. And the way you do that is now you take like those two verses and you implant those verses into your heart so strongly that your work becomes exactly that. It's your mission field. That's what you're doing. You're serving God. And then the money you make from that, guess what? There you are back over in Luke 19. Take that money. What am I going to do with it? Serve God with it. I'm not going to make it all about me and my life being comfortable I'm going to take that and serve God with it. Okay? That's the first four things we have so far. Those first four things. Can you go over them real quick before we finish? Number one was what? Transform us. Do what? Transform us. That's right. Change the way we think. Second one? Life purpose. Give us a purpose, and our purpose is? Luke 19, to grow that kingdom of God. Third thing? Third thing? Seek. Matthew 6, 33, yes. You're going to meditate on the Word of God. You're going to seek it so strongly, nothing's going to prevent you from learning about the kingdom of God. Fourth thing, what are you going to do? Habit. What is it? Habit. Build a habit, a good habit, and a good habit of doing what? Um, of, for your retirement. of not working for your retirement, of how you're going to view your work. You're not working for yourself. You're not working for society. You're working for God. First four things, that's how you live, that's how you function, that's what you do in the kingdom of God's beloved son.